Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wow. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. everybody happy wednesday to you september 20th 2023 happy wednesday to you hump day edition of kentucky roll call here on big x sports oh, radio okay. wacky wednesday edition tj walker nick roush justin kalen hope you're having a great start to your morning going to be another beautiful day i would being picky i guess like it to be like six or seven degrees cooler but i'm not complaining about low 80s uh, no way, no way, Jose, and especially with the morning temperatures being as nice as they are. So wake on up, get your butt to Thornton's, get ready, get you some Red Bull coffee, an 89 cents, 32-ounce soda, some fresh, good gasoline. You're not going to – your car is going to eat that. You're not going to eat that. And you're going to save money when you fill up your car at Thornton's when you become a Refresher Rewards member. Nick Roush, how are we doing on this Wednesday morning? How was your Tuesday? Uh, it's great. Yeah, I really missed you over the last 22 hours. I, I did too. I did too. I didn't know um, didn't know if I'd be able to hear from you again until the alarm woke, woke me up this morning. Um, but it was a, I got a nice pleasant surprise last night. I was uh, out walking the dog as the kids went to bed. And um, I see my neighbor outside. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, you see any satellites up there? They're, they're supposed to be passing over the next five minutes. And sure enough, uh, uh, it took a second, but we found them. It was the uh, Streamlink, Leakstream? Starlink. 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 Yeah, yeah it's, that, that's pretty cool to see. It definitely looks like aliens. Oh, yeah, because it, they're all in a row. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, you know, five straight minutes, a dozen or so of those Starlink satellites just lined up. One after another, um, flying right overhead. So I was like, oh, man, what a great little almost meaningless anecdote to start off on a wacky Wednesday. So bada boom, bada bam. A little trivia. Scoots, how far in the sky do you think the Starlink satellites are when you see them? Um, Like miles? Yes. Um, I want to say like 1,500. It's really just like, I mean, I, 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 without looking it up, I don't even know what I would have guessed. I probably would have guessed maybe something similar. Scoots, Roush, any idea? I think it's like um, four miles over the earth. 
it's I one Starlink satellites reach an operating altitude of 340 miles. Okay. They huh. look like stars in the sky. There you go. I knew I knew it wasn't like crazy, but I didn't I didn't know how much more uh, because what was the um, when they first started doing those like tourism trips to space, they weren't going very far into the space. No, they were just like getting to like the curvature of the earth or like the altitude, weren't they? Right, right. Or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah, not the altitude. But uh, yeah, a little startling conversation to start your Tuesday. No, that is always kind of fun to see. My dad will like make a note of when it's passing over his house and he'll go out. He'll text us all. I'll be like, Starlink going by here soon. So I've seen it a couple times. It's always fun when you see it, though, just by like happenstance. Sounds like you did. Hanging yeah. out with your neighbor last night. I want to give a quick shout out to my neighbor. They're expecting their second kid today. Uh, 5 a.m. They were going to call, make sure that they had a bed ready for him. And hopefully everything's going smooth with them, with little Freya, hopefully joining this crazy world. Joining the Freya. Ayo! So congrats and best of luck and exciting well wishes to 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 the to the Fowlers there. Uh, Justin, Kalen, how how are you? How was your Tuesday? What's up? I'm good. I uh, am a little jealous because I did not know the Starlink thing was going on. And as you all know, I'm staying out at my mom's and it's out in the country. So the stars this week have just been absolutely incredible every night. So I would have no doubt saw it with ease. Um, so upset that I missed that, but I, instead I was hanging out on the on the back porch. They've got like a little deck area. I was back there watching baseball last night. Had a couple brewskis, just having a good old time. You know, I'm, I I feel like a bachelor. I'm living like I got my own house, living in a bachelor pad. So it's it's been nice this week. Cook whatever I want. You know, all the damn. Stuff. I hope I hope Gil's not listening. Um. He is not listening. I can pretty well guarantee you that. It, it has not. This has nothing to do with Gil. It's just nice to to have your own space. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's not my own space, it's just nice to feel like it's my own space. It's not Gil. It's you. Exactly. Yeah. Mm, we've all heard that before. <laughs> oh, also, I like that you say this. You can cook what you want at your mom's house. <laughs> Why can't you cook what you want at your own house? I mean, yeah. I mean, I can. Yeah, I guess I can. Yeah. Well, you just have to go yeah, to the grocery exactly. store to get the groceries to cook. Exactly. My you mom went feel- to the grocery store for me, so I don't have to worry about it. But if gotcha. I have to no, go to the grocery... That's always clutch. If I have to uh, go to the totally grocery myself, I'm not doing it. Uh, crack me up also. You saying that <laughs> you feel like a bachelor. <laughs> I am a bachelor, technically. Dude, you are a bachelor. Exactly, you yeah. are a bachelor. Yeah. You are, and you are when you're living at your other place, even with the roommate. You I would drink. say you're more so of a bachelor when you're living at your other place. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. God, looking Did back, you... that was a dumb dumb statement. It was not a dumb statement. It was a funny <laughs> statement. Did you? Uh, do you still have your childhood bed? No, heck no. No, so this isn't, the. it's not the house I grew up in. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't sure. Uh, I always crack up when, like, people in their late 20s, early 30s, if they go home, their room's still set up the way it was when they were a kid. I don't think it happens as much anymore, and especially if your family moves, then it's just off the table of that happening. But there's still a few folks out there that have their room similar to how it looked you know, 20 years ago and stuff like that. I was always kind of jealous of that. Uh, TJ, to answer your question, I do still have my childhood bed. It's just at my dad's up in, like, a storage area. So if if I wanted to, I could go get it at any point. I hear you. I hear you. Well, good. 
Uh, and you'll see the Starlink thing again, and you don't even need to be out in the country to be able to see it. I mean, if you could see it in the bright lights of the South End Roush, then certainly right. Scoots would see it out in Pekin. Oh, for or, sure. Or for sure. wherever you live, the other part of town you live in. I don't know. There's there's no city lights anywhere in the state of Indiana. So, you know, shouldn't be too difficult whatsoever. Bright lights for our buddy Trevor Kelsey as he gets his ACT scores back. Scoots, did you want to add about the Starlight? conversation i was just gonna ask roush if you ever heard of indianapolis there's some pretty bright lights there uh don't know there's not <laughs> not in the sports world no no not in the sport and this is a sports radio show yeah but for a moment we're going to talk academia yes. trevor kelsey a scholar act score first and foremost they they botched this uh granted Trevor, they, they've been getting on a little later, Scoots. Do you think that's Trevor showing up a little later but by chance? You know, back in the day, I would have said yes. But as I've gotten to see how things operate here at Big X for the last couple of years with Mike Rutherford on board, Mike is just as likely to show up late as Trevor is. Wow. So I'm not convinced that it has been Trevor, no. Wow. Uh, okay, right, fair enough. But regardless... It may maybe the email did just come through like right at three ten, and they couldn't help it. But I don't think they did a great job. Like Trevor found out that he got a scores while they were starting their show, so Mike was like, "All right, well, throw out everything we were going to talk about. I guess just tell us what your scores were." They had set it up where like Sean Moth was going to read the scores. I think they should have teased it for a day and been like, "Hey, he's got a scores. We're going to open them tomorrow." They should have hyped it up, had a big to do about it. But the cat out of the bad too quickly. But but good news for us because now we can talk about it. This morning they announced his scores. I am now twenty dollars richer with a bet from John, the guy who texts in every morning. We had set the bar at a fifteen, and Trevor Kelsey announced yesterday that he scored a fourteen on the ACT. Let's all give it up for the big guy. Yeah. I was trying to remember, like, we were all over that number, right? Oh, yeah. I didn't I didn't know if we said 13, 14, or 15, but uh, 14 was, like, right at my expectation for the big guy. Yeah, no, I, I you know, it's not a, it's not a great score. Um, I think my buddy sent a stat that, like, that seven out of eight students get a better score than, than that. Um, but that being said, in all seriousness – Pretty cool of Trevor to like follow through with a radio bit, get up early in the morning, go actually take the test, be at the school. Yeah, he had some hiccups while he was there, but he eventually finished it and followed through on like a whole to do and just just proud of him for doing that. And it's absolutely hysterical that he did it. But there is like and it's a radio bit and we're going to laugh about it. And we're going to have fun with it. But there is a little part that like I. Trevor Kelsey five years ago would have like said he'd do all this, but he just wouldn't have done it. And I think it's kind of cool that he actually followed through with it all, took the test. I think it's the first time he's ever taken the ACT. He did it and got a, you know, could have done worse. Could have done worse. All things considered, uh, had a, had a decent showing in, in a couple sections. So proud of him for actually following through and doing all that stuff. So shout out to Trevor for doing it. Uh, but now we need to to talk about. Now we need to talk about it. So, 
is 49 or no, not 40, 14, not 49. Where did I get 49 from? But is 14, I like, I, I think I could, I would beat that score, but I, I gotta say 14, pretty good for somebody who doesn't, uh, like, you know, TJ, you and I, we might, we, we spend some of our extra time, uh, learning and trying things. I don't, I don't know if the big guy like that, I'm, I'm, I got to tip my cap to him. Also, is the ACT losing its fastball if Trevor can still get a 14 without any prep as a 40-year-old man who I think he finished high school, but I'm not sure. So, like, is the ACT losing its fastball? It's a good question, Scooch. What do you think? Uh, so, Trevor did not graduate high school, for what it's worth. He did go get his GED, okay. so but he has that. I'm just wondering if Trevor puts in, I don't know, say a week of prep, studying, looking over some materials that he learned back in the day. What does he get on this test if that's the case? Pro, see, that's the thing. I think the attention span is so tough for the four-hour test on the big guy. I don't think I, – I still feel like there's like a max at like 17. Okay. Because he yeah. did he, he did do the skim method for the, for the reading part, um, which is – Basically, the best strategy you need to know before you go into that test is like just read the first sentence of every paragraph in the uh, reading section. If I were like an ACT prep company or website, I would like offer Trevor. I'd be like, hey, we'll give you a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars. Come to like two classes with us and then take the test again. And then it'll be like advertisement for our for our ACT prep course, because it'd be a good idea. And could you get Trevor again to wake up early on a Saturday morning, go take another test and do that again? I don't know. But if you offered him a ton of cash to do it, he'd probably do it. And it'd be great advertisement if you could be like, look, this guy hadn't taken a test in two decades. He goes out there, a respectable 14, given the situation. We got him in three tutoring sessions. Boom, he comes out with an 18 the next time. Four points for three hours or something like that. You know, it'd be great advertising. Um, so if there's a company out there, I think there's a golden opportunity for you in that regard. Here, here's another question, TJ. I don't remember results being produced so fast. Is that a new development in the world of the ACT? Uh, the more you get right, the longer it takes to process the results. So Trevor uh, is like one of the first ones out. Got you. That, that no, checks I'm out. I'm kidding. No, it did seem a little quick. I think even Trevor was like, uh, this is earlier than they told me, but I don't know. Maybe they just, they're getting their stuff together. It's funny, TJ, because I had that exact same thought when I was listening yesterday. I missed the first hour of the show, but I heard them come back for hour two and they were mentioning it. And I thought that was my exact thought. I was like, well, it doesn't take very long to grade a test where you don't give me very many right. <laughs> hey, oh, breaking down his test results. He got a 14 on the math section, which I got to think that's a, a victory for Trevor. Yeah, it definitely. Yeah, I, you know, I think I barely probably got over like 20 in the math section back in the day. What's possible uh, in each section? I think a 36. 36 is the possible. So math was my lowest, and that's what drug me down. I got a 25 in that. So uh, can you know, probably got my ACT score somewhere. Hannah's got hers upstairs, and it was the first one she ever took. And folks, it wasn't good. Uh, it was better than a 14, but it was uh, it was not the highest score so, I've ever seen in my entire life. They have a, a program, Scoots, where like if you're in middle school, you can take it in seventh grade, 
And my mom was really ashamed that my seventh grade ACT score was higher than her uh, <laughs> senior. I, I think it was like a 19 or something like that. Nice. So can uh, you all break down how the scoring works then? So there's four sections, 36 possible in each section. So how does that come out to 14? Yeah, it's just an average of each I think it's an average of it. Okay, gotcha. So 14 in a math. This is probably to be expected. He got a 13 in science. The science section, pretty tough. Um, 14 in English. He thought he was going to do better in English. That was a little disappointing for his standards. Uh, And then he got a 16 in reading, which... Wow. Way to go, buddy. (laughs) So you mix in there the, the 14 on math. The 13 on science, the 14 in English, the 16 on reading gives him a composite 14. Uh, The funny part is it shows your score recipients, where his scores were sent to. Yale, U.S. Senator Connecticut, Richard Blumenthal, Bellarmine University, shout out Knights, Palu Community College, which I think is over in Europe. (laughs) So they were the recipients of Trevor's test score. I just love, love, love the idea of Yale getting its test score. Here's probably how it goes. Uh, the, the admissions, you have entered the Yale's admission office. All right, uh, we've got a somebody from Louisville, Kentucky, a white male out. He's out. Sorry, can't, can't admit him. Hold on now. This guy's 42. This could be an interesting story. We're all, you know, Yale, we like opportunity. We like good stories. Let's open his file. It's a 14. He got a 14. Uh, he got a, It's a joke. Folks, they got us. They got us. All right, we'll slide that one away. <laughs> However, I do wonder what Richard, Richard Blumenthal is going to think getting Trevor Kelsey's 14 ACT score. I'm sure he's uh, can't wait to get the letter opener out to, to check that mail. How does it determine where it goes? He gets to pick. <laughs> Trevor got to pick. He got to pick. I do wonder how he settled with Richard Blumenthal, the 77-year-old senator. Wait, a senator is a geriatric? No way. <laughs> uh, I can't believe it. Man, so uh, this is really unrelated, but like, you know, I, I, it's football season. Not really watching a whole lot of news. But they'll do those news breaks on radio stations. And, well, man, just to hear Joe Biden talk. Oh, my gosh. Wait, woo, woo, woo. come on. Why, why are we doing this? Not Are to get doing- political, but like, have you not been paying attention for a while? It's no, been- no, I have, but like, just to, to hear it. I mean, he he's always like, kind of had some George Bush like uh, mishaps, but like, you can hear the old old in his voice. It's like when Mitch, like in the last oh, yeah. year or so, Mitch was always just like raw, and then like now all of a sudden it's like you add the old to, and he's like. pretty good thanks thanks you know i I like my impressions but joe's got the same way where it's like his mind is not matching up with his mouth and it's it's got the old in it like like it's no let's get the olds out of here out with the old in with the news what i always say i really do respect the office of the presidency regardless of party for the most part. But yeah, I, I agree with you. When you can't really understand what the leader of the free world is saying, that's that's Bad. problematic. He's not the Pope. Um, he doesn't serve until I death, know. although in this instance, you never really know. And then they always do the thing where it's like, let me be clear. And it's like, we can't even understand what you're saying. And then he'll say it again. Like, and I'm not joking. And it's like, well, we couldn't, we, we couldn't tell if you were or weren't. 
We because we couldn't make out what you were even saying. I mean, and also like, I mean, doesn't he just want to be Grandpa Joe? I mean, that job's got to suck. I mean, from a pure just day to day, being the president cannot be fun. So like, what? Not when you're that age. No, I mean, even if you were like, you know, Obama and kind of the prime, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, it would be it would be very exhausting. But Trump talked um, a lot, so I don't know how even different his life really was. Right. Um, you know, probably he got he, a lot more got a lot more hate, so that was probably not ideal. But I think he also made a lot of money, so that was. He also fun. made a lot more memes. He, he, he's a big meme guy too. You know that. Oh yeah, he great meme guy. But yeah, Richard Blumenthal, he's old. Join the club. So all of them. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yep. who? who how, what do we think the mean age of a senator is right now? Good question. That that should be on the ACT. Fifty six. I think it's got to be older than that. Is McConnell it, a senator? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll go up to sixty one then. I mean, how old is even just like Rand Paul? Um, he had kids in college, uh, my time. So, you know, probably in his mid to late, like probably late fifties. He, he's 60. He yeah. is 60 and he's the, the so, younger Senator from Kentucky. Um, Junior. Oh my gosh. This is just the median. The median age of the Senate is 65. That's not even just like the composite average. Yeah. That's a joke. 65.3. Um, Wow, that's crazy. The average age of the Senate is 64 years. Yeah. That's the average. <laughs> yeah. The House is younger. The House is only 57. Um, Jeez, that's still too old. Like, the House is huge. I know, I know. Um, but they got folks like Lauren Bopert in there. She doesn't look very old. Oh, no, she doesn't act very old either. Scoots, did you, you see that around? video? Yeah, have you got around to all that yet? No, I, for, I actually forgot about the video. I did look her up that one day, but no, I forgot to forgot to search the video. I'll I'll do that today. Are you Are you sure you didn't accidentally research that video? No, we con- conducting some independent research and just stumble upon that. No, I, mean, I, I admittedly forgot all about the video. I'll I'll find it. Rouse, should she have to resign for that incident? No. I mean, did you see what she said? Is it a crime to be horny in public? <laughs> did she? First off, like you know, it'd be one thing if she was like drunk out in public, just like dumping them out left and right or something along those lines. She got caught on like the most high tech, <laughs> night vision goggles at the theater. That like you know, it's like, oh my gosh, what have I been? What have I been caught doing? You know, not not that unfortunately. Although um, that was you know, she kind of got caught in a spot that i don't think in a million years she'd get caught i think tmz like ran her down and they were like hey you know can we talk about this and she was saying to herself like yeah uh, no more dates with him <laughs> she's like yeah that's a, you know I, I i'm handling this stuff she had a funny answer about it but uh but the yeah. wild part was that that was she was like he's not getting a second date and i'm like wow that was a first date like so somebody she, she said something about did. like you got to check a voter registration before you go as if she was like almost set up, but no, you just were, you guys were just horny in public. It happens. I mean, just imagine if you're out in, is it Denver? I'm, I'm, I think that's her. 
area. I know it's Colorado, but like imagine Tinder matching with her and you're thinking, wow, this is potential first date. Like, okay. Jackpot. <laughs> yeah, what do we do if your date, if it's a, if it is truly a first date, if she was being sincere about that, and your date shows up in a dress like that? I mean, pretty awesome, right? Yeah. Yeah. Really awesome. Especially at, I mean, she's what, 40-ish, right? I think, that's, I think that's about right. Recently divorced. Yeah. Um, that's got to be, I more power to her for getting out there, getting back on the dating scene. I just, I, I don't know if I've had this conversation on air, but man, having to do that again, having to date, just, it sounds like hell. I, it, more power to anybody who's putting their self back out there. Like, we've got the Golden Bachelor coming out, TJ. And to to go out there and it's dating, pretty easy when you're in your 20s and you're good looking and everybody else is dating and there's just a lot more fish in the sea. Doing it at 40, I, it just sounds miserable. Absolutely miserable. Yeah, but it happens, though. And you're never, you're never too late to find love. Isn't that right, Scoots? That's right. Come on. I wonder how she's going to take advantage of the new dress codes. Oh, that's a good point. The old John Fetterman law that Chuck Schumer decided to pass. Is that only for the Senate or is that for just everybody? I think it's everybody. But like what? what so like what are they? I get it because like, I mean, I, I would say that like 70% of the workforce wore suits when our parents were around. And now it's probably like 20, if that. I mean, it's just America is a lot more casual. So, like, it's it's reflective of, I think, all workplaces. But is it, like, you don't have to wear – I mean, are they – is there no dress code at all? I would think, like, all right, maybe you go to, like, polos and khakis or something. But, like, is it – is Fetterman really just going to be able to wear hoodies in the Capitol? There's people on, like, the far right that are like, this is just the Democrats' way to try to – tear down the seriousness of our government and you're going to start they're going to make a mockery of what they wear i mean it, college it, basketball it, coaches don't wear suits anymore like that that's that was the last straw for me so like it's all gone to hell in a handbasket after that i think if you're presenting or you're speaking you still need to wear a suit i, I or you know if you're a woman you need to wear business appropriate clothes that women wear which is totally like out of my dumb little guy brain about what that actually is but like i think if you're but if you're just gonna go chill in the back and like you know you're not speaking but you're in session i don't really care what you wear i think if that were my job like if i were representing united states citizens as an elected official i'd want to represent them in a professional business manner but if, you know, I, I like it's really shouldn't be any skin off anybody's back if somebody decides to be comfortable in the back row of the Senate chamber. But I do think if you're speaking and you're going up there and you're wearing like bunny slippers and a hoodie or something like that, that's not a good look for you. Um, would voters care? I agree with you, Roush. I think people care less and less about attire. Uh, there's sometimes I like dressing up and it's fun, but I think after four years in high school of wearing a shirt and tie, it burned me out to like, I don't enjoy wearing a tie now. Um, but I will obviously for like weddings and funerals and stuff like that, maybe a random Keeneland or Derby weekend out outing or something like that. Um, but I, you know, life's too short to be uncomfortable with the stuff that you wear. But I will say that 
these are elected officials. It is their job. Uh, and when you're employed, and especially by the U.S. public, I do think you need to dress in a respectable manner and show that you're taking it seriously. That being said, so I'm I'm, I'm kind of riding the fence here. I do think if you're uh, presenting, speaking, I, I think you need to dress nicely. But if people in the back want to be comfortable, why you know why should we really care? And if you care, and if you care that much, don't vote for those people. If they're you know if they're in your district or they're in your your state or whatever it may be. If I ever have, my, I, uh, if any, that's my take. If anybody ever shows up to do like a debate in sweatpants and a hoodie, they're probably getting my vote. Just saying. That's the thing is that like I think Roush is right that I just think that people don't really care what people wear so much anymore. No. But there are, but there are people that do. Like there's there's people that would see somebody wearing a hoodie and be like, I like how casual he is. He's just like me. He's getting my vote. Or you'd see, you know, a. a a woman dressed in like a power suit or something like that. And you'd get it, maybe an older generation be like, she means business and she's going to get my vote. Cause she cleans herself up and dresses nicely. Not maybe like Lauren Boebert type of dress, but something a little bit more professional. Although that dress I, would probably get some votes too. I got to think if you're Lauren Boebert, this is like one of the politically, a, a, a pretty nice thing for you. Unless it, um, Makes her evangelicals mad. That's the part where people are getting getting on her. Uh, I'm, I'm the thing is, TJ. I would probably be anti-suit if I had to wear them all the time. Uh, but I'm very much pro-suit unless it's like yesterday. Had to try on the tux I'm wearing this weekend, and I didn't do all the buttons. But like, just thinking about putting all those, it's just it's just a lot. Like if it's blazer, slacks, shirt. Like boom, that can be easy to do, but doing the whole tuxedo and the, the yeah, yeah, that that uh, that's no, that's that's a good point. Maybe we need to go the other way with our our, our representatives. Black tie, twenty four seven. If you're caught not wearing black tie, boom, you're impeached. You're out. I I just I really I don't know. Well, especially now that it's cooled down, suits in the summer out, but in the winter, like it's. There's nothing, there's no greater feeling than a Keeneland day where it's just like blazer comfort, you know? Like that's that's all you need is just the, the suit pocket. You got the little inside. I mean, how classy yeah. do you feel when you pull something out of your inside coat pocket? Oh, that's great. That's it, great. It, it really just makes me feel like I'm an adult. And so, like, I, I wouldn't mind doing that more often. Maybe for the Florida home game, um, I know people are mad it's a nooner. Maybe, maybe I go full formal for the Florida home game. Could be too toasty, though. You never know. It's definitely going to be too toasty. Probably, probably like oh. 77. In, in well, it'll probably feel close to 80 in the sun. That's my guess. Few complaints that we don't get Florida in November anymore. Oh yeah, yeah. We haven't done that in a while. Long time. Frank Sankey, come on. They're too scared to send the Gators up north. That's what I say. Uh, we got to talk UK football because we really stepped in and we really stepped in it yesterday. We the, did. The, we, we really did. The snapping conversation. Oh, yeah. You got the Thornton's text line. Absolutely furious. I did a Twitter poll that the haters and losers aren't going to like seeing the results of that bad boy. It's going to be a fun KRC, but we do have some serious football discussion. When we return here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, Peter Walker, Nick Roush, producer extraordinaire.
to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Maybe an appropriate song with the first segment that we had. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We're going to get back into more serious sports talk here. Uh, but first, Scoot has some big news about where he's going to be this afternoon. Uh, I, I Nobody bothered to tell old TJ this was going on today, but Scoot, this is, uh, this is exciting stuff. Uh, what did I forget? I don't, I don't. Eh, I, just sit on it. You'll figure it out. I know I've got to produce for the bats today. You doing anything else today? Uh, if I am, please let me know because I missed it on my calendar. It is a Wednesday. Nothing, nothing different about any of the shows you may be producing. I am producing a 30-minute Hoosier report instead of an hour Hoosier report because of the Bats pregame. All right, hand up. Maybe it's on me. Is tomorrow a special day for you? Oh, you're thinking of Friday. Okay, it's Friday. Friday, yes. yes. I Uh, will be at Salsa Rita's for a John Spears remote meeting. If you like Spears, listen that day, and we will be talking with our mouths full the entire time because we are just not going to be able to resist that delicious salsa Ritas, the salsa, the chips, burritos. We're going to be having it all on Friday when we're out there for our live remote. I'm really excited about that. Which salsa Ritas is it going to be? I think the uh, Hearstborn one. I have to I have to confirm that. Um, well, there's, there's, er, not, a same, there's not a Hearstborn one. Same so that's Matt interesting. Same Matt Hubbard's. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm going to have to put that on my calendar, do a little Friday lunch date, and then just come and heckle the boys during the show. Yeah, do it. Come on out. Let's just boo boo the whole show in the background. Um, Or or we, like, we we bully Scoos into trying some hot salsa and then just crying like a little baby because it's delicious, and I don't know why he wouldn't like it, but it's like, oh, it's too hot for me. This actually showed up on my Facebook memories yesterday. It was probably from like seven or eight years ago now, which is sad to think how old we're all getting. Uh, But I did a live show at Salsaritas back in the old sports talker with TJ Walker day before Nick Roush was on the Big X. And we were doing a show out there to promote – they had some guy that was going for like the world record and like the spiciest pepper eating contest or something like that. And he broke the record. But we were, when we were out there, they were like, do you all want to try just one of the peppers? This guy's going to be like eating 13 of them. Do you want to try one of them? I was like, I love spicy stuff. I'm going to try it. I don't think I want to do a whole one, though. Can we cut it in half or something? So I, we did that while we were on air. Uh, it was very hot. You know, I don't think it made for great radio or anything, but it was very hot. So I, I would be down to have Scoots eat some spicy salsa while on air. Guys, I I can't even eat the freaking pepper that's in the pizza boxes. Like, that's <laughs> – I, I don't even like that. Uh, that's <laughs> well, that's awesome. I'm glad it's not today. Now that I'm mentioning it, uh, Spears did say no show for Ooh, him today. Yeah, you were freaking like, me out there. I was like, oh, God, what did I forget? My B, that's on me. I'm sorry. Uh, but that makes me happy because I, I think I may golf today and I wouldn't have been able to get out to Salsaritas. But Friday, I, I'm, I think I'm available. Come on. I'll be out there. That'll be, that'll be a good time. I like Spears getting out there on the road, being amongst the people. 
And that you'll is a, and that's Trinity Saint X Day. Wow, yeah, you're right. It is Saint X Trinity Week. Saint yep. X hopefully gonna put the old beat down on the rocks. Spears gonna get his belly nice and full with Salsaritas before he heads out to Ellen in Papa John's, whatever federal credit stadium out there, and uh, that'll be that'll be a good time. So if you can make it, go see Scoots Friday, St. Matthews. We think Salsaritas will definitely confirm it tomorrow. And download the Salsaritas app and keep them in mind for all your catering needs. Maybe you're heading out to the San X Trinity game, doing a little tailgating. Get Salsaritas to cater. You can do it all at the touch of your fingers on their app. Download the Salsaritas app today. Very easy to use, and it can save you time, and it will definitely save you money because you get Salsaritas points, which is always fun. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown out there on Shelbyville, and then the one in St. Matthews, none in none off Hurstport that we know of. <laughs> maybe maybe Scoots spilled the beans on a third location. Nope. Plenty of oh. spots in Hurstbourne. No beans spilled. would absolutely kill it. But people forget Hurstbourne's a pretty ginormous road. Roush, a lot of snapping talk yesterday. And sure enough, it comes out. UK's long snapper is hurt. Yeah, I haven't been able to get my own uh, independent confirmation, but Justin Rowland reported that uh, Ronald Gaines injured, which would be a throwback to, was it Kelly Mason that had a, he also messed up his knee back in 2014 and was out for the year, and they had to get a backup long snapper. So um, not ideal. Uh, I guess that's a good thing Kentucky brought in two snappers because they have, remember, they had a, a long snapper and a short snapper. So now the short snapper is going to have to go long and uh, snap on punts. I think the best way you can avoid any sort of disaster with this is just to never punt. Just get first downs. Ooh, do you go for it on, on fourth down exclusively? Probably not. <laughs> Probably, probably not. But right um, when we're talking about long snapping, this happens. I, I, don't, I, I don't, I don't love this. I mean, again, like long, snapping the football is not something that should be, you take this for granted when you have a good one. No, everybody should be able to snap a football if that's your job on a football team. That being said, when the player gets hurt, how many teams do have a backup? How many teams are pre prepping another guy to be able to get in there? And Roush is astute to mention the fact that UK does maybe have an option here. Do you think that will be the play? Just to move yeah. the short snapper to long snapper and just say, hey, all week, baby, get this stuff down? Yeah. Uh, I'm also wondering, too. Like, um, So long snappers are protected players. You can't hit them. And that's why they're always the first one to run down on puck coverage. Um I wonder if they're like, hey, um, maybe maybe just stay home. Maybe don't run down there because uh, that's probably how the other guy got hurt was running down on coverage. So maybe they just tell him, eh, chill out. Chill out. Yeah. Don't, yeah, want, just, don't want this guy to get hurt because then you're, then you're on to like dealing with walk-ons. You don't, you don't want that. Uh, good point, though, about long snappers' duties after they do snap the ball. So that's something to keep an eye on. Of course, it comes after our conversation about snapping a football and whether or not you can do it. On the Kentucky Roll Call Instagram page, I, I showed my snapping ability. I didn't have multiple footballs to be able to snap, so I used smaller balls, Roush. I'm not sure if you saw the video or not. 
those are a lot of people would say are even harder to be able to snap accurately. And then I just I crushed it on every single one of, of my snaps. So just showcasing that I could snap a football. We took a Twitter poll, which also seemed to indicate that I think 80% of people, around 80% of people could also snap a football. Uh, but as we get to the Thornton's text line a little bit later on today, Roush, people are very love the idea that I could snap a football. I love the hate you're, the ire you're drawing. And here's the thing. I'm actually more disappointed in those people. Like, you should have the confidence as a fan that you can be just as good as the people out there on Saturdays and Sundays, especially snappers. It's one thing when you see, like, um, you know, Tavian Robinson making one of those catches in the end zone from Devin Leary. Like, we, we know we can't do that. But snapping? Like, come on. We got this. We can do this, especially if you have the athleticism of a multiple-time champion MVP flag football quarterback such as the sports talker T.J. Walker. That's what I think a lot of people forget. Yeah, there, there's some mean text coming in on the Thornton's text line from yesterday. Uh, one called me a little chubby, which is, while not inaccurate, I mean, you know, what, you know, what, what, are, what are sinners, folks? Are they, are they the peak athletes in the world? Are they the, do they look like Michael Phelps down there snapping the football to people? No, you don't need to be in fit shape to be able to snap a football. Uh, I also cracked up about the people that were like, yeah, but then you'd get destroyed by Jordan Davis. And it's like, no, I wouldn't. I can block Jordan Davis, Roush. Like, you know, centers just have to stand there and get ran over. I can do that easy. I can get ran over with the best of them, right? So Also, no- getting run over at the line of scrimmage, not nearly as bad as, like, taking a hit across the middle or something yeah, like that. Yeah, big whoop. Big whoop. Like, and then people oh, think big- I'd be intimidated by somebody, like, standing over top of me. They can't touch you until you snap the ball, and then they're just going to push you over. It'll be fun. I'm good at falling on my butt, so no issue there. Um, I think people are just mad that that I am could confidently snap a football. And I, I'm glad you brought up the flag football part, because in flag football, you do snap the football. And while I was the star quarterback, I wasn't the you know, I wasn't in the dirt snapping the football in flag football. I couldn't even imagine how embarrassing that would be. But I was the one catching it. And guess what? I think I had like one bad snap delivered to me in my flag football career. And the only reason I remember that is because if the ball hits the ground, it's dead. So, like, if you have a bad snap, it's just a loss of possession, basically. Um, But our centers were able to do it easy. Secondly, you know, if one was a little high, I've got two hands. I would catch it. If it was a little low, I've got two hands. I would catch it. If it was a little to the right, I'd catch it. A little to the left, I'd catch it. So you're not – you just really need to get it in the vicinity of where a QB can catch the ball. I'm also disappointed that people just can't tell that, like, we're kind of joking about this to a certain degree, Roush, um, listening to our show for now for over five years. Yes, I do think I could confidently snap a football. Does that mean I could step in and be UK center? Of course not, you goobers. Jeez Louise. The fact that we have to say that out loud is really, really embarrassing. We're having a little bit of fun with this. That being said, snapping a football is not hard. That is actually true. Yeah. It shouldn't be an issue for UK. Long snaps are a little different, but then again, yeah. if you're practicing, long snaps require a, two hands. So, like, that's there's there's more to it. Pun intended. I hear what you're saying, but like, also, if you're practicing to be the long snapper, you should be able to do it. Like, you all, I know school it can be demanding for some of these quote unquote student athletes, but if your job with the football team is to snap a football, one thing I'm promising you is I'm going to have that thing down to like a science i'm not going to mess it up if that's my job now mistakes can happen it can be a really wet day or something like that 
The punter could drop the ball. I, I get it. Football happens from time to time. But if your job with a team is to practice one freaking thing, then you should probably be able to get it down pat pretty well. Now, when a player gets hurt, like the situation with UK and uh, what was his name again, Ronald Gaines, then yeah, it puts Kentucky kind of in a, in a, in a tricky spot. Now they're going to be kind of rushing to get this other long snapper equipped with snapping to a punter. And let's hope that there's not going to be any mistakes, but he's going to get about a week at it, right, to practice, uh, five days to practice. Let's hope that's going to be enough time. So we'll see, but it is funny the day that we're talking about snapping a football, UK's long snapper, according to Justin Rowland, is injured, could maybe even be out a little bit of time. So I hope for a speedy recovery with Ronald Gaines. Uh, That is a position where you really shouldn't know the name of the person, and if you do, it's usually not for something good, and him being hurt is something that's not good. So speedy recovery there, Ronald. I mean – the guy, my buddy's getting married this weekend. He was never a long snapper, and we were just kind of messing around. Uh, maybe in our cul-de-sac, maybe, but like he figured out how to do it and became the team's long snapper just by like, oh, yeah, like this is how you do it. Okay, I'll just do it some and I'll be the long snapper. Like it's not, it's not like something that like you, if you don't have motors if you have motor skills you could probably figure it out pretty quickly and you play and you're around a football long enough two hands get a nice little spin and it's fun it's it's a lot of fun i see former uk long snapper justin thomas every so often uh he states that he would sometimes wear a u of l shirt under his uk jersey when snapping the football i don't buy that i don't buy that for a second that being said i don't think i think he maybe had one bad snap in his career if any at all and he did a good job, and I've seen that guy. If he can do it, I promise you, your average Joe can, with some little practice, can do it as well. So uh, that's something actually to keep an eye on, though. As UK goes to Vanderbilt, it'll be 11 a.m. local time kickoff, noon back home. Uh, a lot is being made about all the stadium renovations at Vanderbilt. I really am bummed I'm not going to be there just to kind of take in that experience when you've got a scoreboard being hanged by two different cranes, that's being that, that's a unique sight. Uh, when you get a SEC football stadium with the attendance of what, Roush, 25,000? 20,000? Uh, Somewhere in that ballpark? It's not a lot. It's it's down, the, yeah. Yeah, it's, because, because of the, yeah. I mean, that's unique. No You're not going to probably see that again, or very, very seldomly, and it's only going to be in a situation similar to what Bandy's going on when they're renovating a stadium or don't have a home to play in or something like that. They do have their home to play in, but it's UK is going to be in a tent. They don't get a locker room rush, right? It's just a big old blow up tent. Yeah. It's like what you would imagine at a church picnic. I mean, except it just has walls too. So that's, um, that's unique. That's a unique setup here. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk more about Kentucky Vanderbilt as the week goes on, but Roush, uh, an injury update from Vanderbilt. They seem a little banged up, the Commodores. They definitely are. Now, reading between the lines, um, Clark Lee did this thing last year, too, where he was uh, they had sickness going around. It's like, yeah, I just don't know how many people are going to even be available. And, like, none of the – I think everybody was available that he mentioned. I, I, I'm not calling Clark Lee a liar. But I do think he lists off like in every single injury as possible to maybe draw some sympathy. But it is a lot of key contributors. Um, C.J. Taylor is their anchor. He's probably their best defensive player. 
he's quote unquote banged up, but I mean, he's going to play against UK. The one that uh, there's a couple I was a little intrigued by, uh, DeRicky Wright and uh, Jalen Mahoney. Those are experienced like captains, senior leaders. Wright's been dealing with an ankle injury for a couple weeks. He's already forced. He's got two picks, four, fumble recovery, forced fumble. Um, and then Mahoney, I mean, the, four of their top seven tacklers he listed yesterday. He rattled off. They've had a defensive tackle that hasn't – he's a two-year starter that won't play against Kentucky, hasn't played all year. And then the right ta- the right tackle also might be out. That's the right tackle and his backup. So that's the part where, I mean, you know, things could be a little hairy. They could be a little shorthanded. Uh, but they're, they're playmakers offensively, they're receivers. As much as you will want to make fun of Vanderbilt, because that's what we do uh, before we play Vanderbilt every year, even even when they get they get the Cats number and they beat them, uh, they do have very, very good receivers and a solid quarterback. Kentucky's going to have to get pressure on them. They're all going to be back, healthy, ready to go. Um, I know we said that, man, I hadn't watched the end of that UNLV Vanderbilt game. Did you, did you see, did you watch the final few minutes? I did. Yeah. That was wild. I mean, it's so embarrassing. Vandy picks off a pass. Yeah. With what a minute left. It's an easy, they're already in field goal territory. They don't run the clock all the way down and they give the ball back to UNLV. And then they start burning timeouts. UNLV had no timeouts. With like 18 seconds left, and they gave up a 50-yard pass. And guy runs out of bounds, and then they kicked a field goal to win on the next play. Because they don't have any timeouts to stop the clock. You know, they ran a few plays and got seemingly stuffed. I mean, I just – it's 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 actually difficult to lose when you're in the situation Vanderbilt was in. So, you're right they have about, some issues. You're right about the finish of that. And, you know, I, I think highly of Clark Lee, but that was definitely not one of his finer moments, clock management, just decision-making, the whole to-do. That being said, and I don't disagree with the way that that finished, that Vanderbilt fans should be upset, but they were down two scores going into the fourth quarter. Like, UNLV looked like the better team throughout yeah. that entire game, yeah. and then Vandy got hot in the fourth quarter and then eventually kind of blew it and let it slip away. But – for three quarters, UNLV looked like the, the better group. Oh, well, I should say maybe. Vandy, I think, was up 10 nothing at the end of the first quarter, but then UNLV was up at halftime. So maybe the first quarter, Vandy looked solid too. But after that, UNLV was in control at halftime, at the end of the third quarter, into the fourth quarter, before Vandy kind of stormed back there a little bit. Long story short, folks, if this Kentucky team is going to have a season that we want them to have, that many predicted – even some that, you know, predicted eight and four or seven and five. No prediction included a Vanderbilt loss. Now, that was the case last year as well. And I still think you can make a case that that was maybe Mark Stoops' worst home loss as the head football coach at UK, that or the Southern Miss game. But you, you can't lose this game. You just can't. You're better than them. They've lost to UNLV. They lost to Wake Forest, who's a solid team. Yeah, they, they played Hawaii incredibly close. UK football, if we're the team that we think they are, you need to win this game somewhat comfortably. The line opened as 14, by the way. UK is a 14-point favorite on the road in Nashville on Saturday. By the way, that win for UNLV was just their 17th win since the start of the 2018 season. So, suck at Vanderbilt. It's not good. Not that's, good. That's nope. not good. The UNLV fighting Steven Zimmermans. We're going but, um, to... I will just say, like, if you're 
Kentucky's got to score some points on Saturday because Vanderbilt can. There's there's no doubt about it. Um, oh, so. and that soft zone that Stoops likes to play, Vandy has the wide receivers to kind of make them pay a little bit on that. Uh, UK, I think, second the- in the SEC in points allowed. Uh, I think averaging like 11 points given up per game. Vandy's yep. uh, going to score over 11 points. I mean, that shouldn't matter. UK should score hopefully over 30 on Vanderbilt. If UNLV can score 40, right, then we hope the Cavs can put up some points. But Vandy's probably going to get in the 20s, I would guess. Just double them up then. Probably one of the worst were one of the worst defenses Kentucky's played this year. Yes, it's not not good. Not good at all. So you need to be able to score some points. Well, we've had trouble scoring. Only put up 28 against EKU. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk more yeah. about it as the week goes on. We need to take our daily double break. We'll come back. Hour two. It's going to be a really text heavy because we didn't finish yesterday. We've got a ton from podcast listeners, so it's going to be a lot of text in hour two. Do not go anywhere. Kentucky Roll Call and Big Exports Radio. Oh, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kale. Hey, hey, I want to be a rock star. Hey, hey, I want to be a rock star. I want to be great. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back, hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen to start hour number two. Start your hour number two by heading on over to ShadyRays.com. Shady Rays, the best polarized sunglasses in all of the world. A company that started right here in Kentucky. You can get the replacement pair promise guaranteed, and you can get 40% off when you use promo code BIGX at checkout. 40% off. Big X at checkout. Do not forget that promo code. Do not forget about ShadyRays.com. It's going to be sunny. No rain. I think maybe Sunday they're saying could be some rain. You're going to want some nice sunglasses to enjoy this beautiful weather. Hit up Shady Rays. They've got sunglasses for each and every occasion. Fun first hour, Roush. Another one that went by so quickly. Seems like this show has a history of making hours go by just like that. I imagine hour number two is going to be more of the same. I have so I think so too, especially on this Thornton's text line. It is popping just like your neighborhood Thornton. So download the refreshing rewards app and stop on in today. Let's um, see what we've got or where we left where off. Where do we start? I'm scrolling. Oh my goodness gracious. There we go. Got it. What's the biggest concern for Kentucky football moving into SEC play? Good serious question to get the Thornton sex line kicked off. Uh Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, hmm. I'd say UK's biggest concern is just not looking all that clean. A little too sloppy for my liking in a, several different areas, uh, especially penalties. You know, that that's something that kind of bugs me. I, it just, I, I feel like, Roush, there could be a scenario where it's around Christmas time, the end of the football season before UK's bowl game, we're reflecting back on the season and we say, yeah, it was just a sloppy team. They had talent. They look good in stretches, but they seem to shoot themselves in the foot more than they should have. That's a concern for me because that's not 
like Danky's going to start catching balls. I'm not really worried about his drop. Right, right. You could follow that under maybe being sloppy if you wanted to, if you wanted to get real broad with that term. But, uh, you know, he'll make some amazing plays. The best of Danky we haven't seen in a Kentucky jersey just yet. I'm confident in that. But one thing is just like, you know, some misassignments on the offensive line. You, you, you get some misassignments from other positions as well, even on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, the Of course, the penalties is what comes to mind. I, I just hope there's not a, we don't look back at the season and say, hey, it was a pretty good group, but, man, their discipline was lacking, and it cost them several games, which in large part cost them a chance at a special season. I hope that's not what we're saying. That's my biggest concern, Texter. Um, I'm, I'm less concerned about that because I don't like, I, I don't know how mine, mine's more so. I mean, I guess, I guess you do have some points there where like Kentucky was 14th in penalty yards nationally last year. So that translated into losses. So, okay. I, I can get behind that a little bit. Cause I, I think a lot of that stuff is just kind of early season. I'm more so, um, like, Hey, get this offensive line healthy. Um, get everybody working on the same page because that's where the the efficiency can get better. If you take away some of those mistakes up front, more likely to have less second and tens, third and nines mm-hmm. sort of deal. That that's yeah. where I, I I I think the best way to move forward is to to just hey, be more efficient on first and second down. That means no drop passes, means no missing blocks. Like Literally not running around with his head like a chicken with his head cut off because even though he is elusive, I mean he's still taking, you know, still taking some hits. Um, so I, I think that's my biggest one going forward because I I tend to believe that some of this stuff early on is just getting plays under your belt and just being kind of a dingus. Because um, if I was to have like a another like oh this is a great early sign this is going according to plan getting Maxwell Harrison and Drew Phillips reps over the last three weeks. Like they just needed to play football. And it's, I mean, it's really worked wonders for Harrison. So um, I'm I'm hopeful that those reps will start paying off offensively as well. A texter says Manning cast for a double header Monday night football would be awesome. seems like now the, the hot take is to not like the Manning cast. I do like the Manning cast. I'll flip back and forth from time to time. Uh, but I do like the Manning cast. I think it's funny. I think they do a great job. And honestly, if the Manning cast ratings ever start to go to to go down and they're worried about like the future of that show, just let Peyton Manning be a full-time commenter on Zach Wilson playing quarterback. He hates that guy's guts. And it's absolutely hysterical to watch. Um, the one the, when he took over for Aaron Rodgers, I mean – Peyton Manning was just like so mad watching this dude play quarterback. Uh, there was that clip where Wilson just like runs backwards because he's got nowhere to go. And I mean, the Manning's look, what his commentary, he's like, oh, okay, yeah, let's just run backwards. That's going to solve everything. Just go backwards. Keep, oh, yeah, keep going. And he did. He ran about 30 yards backwards before he threw the ball out of bounds and maybe got a flag for intentional grounding. But Oh, it's good stuff. If if you uh if you ever have the Jets on on Monday night and you got a Manning cast, must see TV. Yeah, I um I just I I like Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, so I'll just watch them, and that's just kind of where I'm at. I, I I'm not, I'm not a big fan of alternate broadcasts just in general. I don't know. 
Maybe I'm old-fashioned. Oh, it's funny. Yesterday, I remember you telling me you were going to watch a Toy Story version of an NFL football game. Well, How who's quickly calling? we forget. Yeah, I mean, because it's a gimmick that I watch once. Same thing with Maniacast. Like, I watch it the first time, but if it's every week and every game. And that, that's one thing that I think they have done right with it, at least, is that it's not the main – like, they've made it selective enough to where I do turn it on for a little bit. Like, you bet your sweet buns I watched it a little bit last week, but it wasn't wasn't my full – like, the majority was spent on the regular game broadcast. But I still wanted to hear, like, what Peyton and Eli said. So I think it was smart for them to only do what, like eight or nine of the Mm -hmm. 17 weeks. Yeah. And you know, I don't normally care about like commentary. I don't get caught up in it. I don't know. I care about it a lot and you really don't. Yeah. We're we're on the opposite ends of the spectrum. True. Yeah. But I will say that I, I just don't enjoy Troy Aikman. Huh? Interesting. I wish I did. I don't think I've always felt that way about him. And I think he's getting, he's getting, he's growing on me a little bit more. But I feel like there was like a three or four year span where he was just doing pretty much every Green Bay game. And it almost, yeah. it just almost sounded like bitter, like when discussing Aaron Rodgers. And I would take that as almost like jealousy sort of deal. He also never really sounded all that like excited to be in the position that he was in, calling games, like just the moment of it all. Um, but I do think that they've maybe put an emphasis on like, Hey, maybe try not sounding like you're miserable calling football games. Cause he has had a little bit more of a pep in his step uh, since I've been following along this year, but it's small sample size there. So uh, I'm not a huge Troy Aikman guy, but I'll, I'll maybe he's moving in the right direction. I, I wonder if that has anything to do with Joe Buck TJ, because that's exactly how I feel about Joe Buck. Well, yeah, word for word, what There's you just so many said. People that hate Joe Buck. Yeah, you. I know there's a lot of people that do hate Joe Buck. I wouldn't say that he's probably my favorite, but I definitely don't have anything against oh. him. Um, I, I, I think, I think, I think at a minimum, he the, at least sounds excited most of the time. I think he's the best person that does play by play in sports right now. Yeah, no, he, I, I think he's great. I just, I think, I, I echo everything TJ just said about Troy Aikman. I think is exactly true for Joe Buck. I, I think there was a period where he had lost it for a little bit, and that w- didn't seem like he was enjoying it. Now it's like he's got a little more pep in his stuff. Interesting, interesting. You feel that way. I wonder if maybe that was because he was getting like spread out too thin. You know, just doing maybe so a different yeah. game, a different sport. You know, twenty four seven basically. But interesting, Joe Buck. I know a lot of people have feelings one way or another on him. I, I, I he falls in like the mold of ninety six percent of other commentators for me. Just like, yeah, I, I don't notice him, so that's fine by me. Like, you know, I don't get annoyed by the things he's saying, so. If, he, if I'm not getting annoyed by him, then he's doing his job as far as I'm concerned. I just think he's got the best big game voice of any commentator. And, like, his um, – he took himself too seriously for a while, and I think he, he kind of unbuttoned that top button a little bit and is now pretty – it just feels like a good um, – I don't know. Just like hearing him coming from my TV. That's him uh, and Kevin Harlan. Kevin Harlan, gosh, that guy, he's incredible. I would say that that's fair. Uh, I like that analysis there. Roush, I see you tweeting about this. Can you tell oh, me a little man. bit about what's going it on at Southern Cal? Um, Lincoln Riley's a douchebag. Like, that's that's the short story. Um, he's one of those coaches that, like, he's a media Nazi. Like him, Kirby Smart, they're very just like, we'll give you what we want to give you, and you're getting nothing else. But essentially what happened um, – Different schools have different media policies. And every school says, like, hey, 
conversations that you have off the record you can't write about like you can't interview kids when you're not like yeah like okay i'm not going to interview like when i was a student reporter they're like you can't interview kids in class and like write about it it's like well no do it um well this kid it was a freshman he was only doing his second ever media appearance and i don't keep up with usa but i'm guessing he's pretty good and they finally got to talk to him i bet the media were thrilled oh sweet they're finally letting us talk to this kid. It was only his second ever time talking, and he was nervous. And like the other guys, like we're encouraging him, like, dude, you got this. Relax. You're just talking. And since the reporter who's new to the beat wrote about the other teammates talking about him encouraging the guy, like that, that violated their media policy, so they suspended him for two weeks. And it's like. Lincoln Riley was asked about it. He said, we've got to protect these players. And you know what? This is the same bull crap and the same ideology that UK basketball has. Um, we, we poke fun at Alan Cutler, but like, man, the one thing he, he shared, I don't know if it was during his time on big X or when he's leaving, but like the like UK basketball does this. They think that they have to protect players. No, you're there to promote players. You're there to prepare them for the next level. Like, UK being strict about who their basketball players talk to when, like, yes, they they have more, they're, they're more exposed now than ever before. But, like, if you have relationships with the media, like they will when they go to the NBA, to the professional ranks, when the same people, they're going to see the same people in their locker rooms after 80 games. You're going to develop relationships with them and you know what? You're going to know how to use them to tell your side of the story. The problem is, is when you quote unquote try to protect players, all you're doing is making them more uncomfortable in these situations and not preparing them for that next level. I think like I UK football, they do a great job. Like Jamarius Dinkins, he's a red shirt. I think he's 30 year nose guard, right? Like it's very similar. Like he, he has a stuttering problem. Um, it's, it's like Michael Kidd Gilchrist did. Right. And like, you know what? They don't. They aren't hiding him from it. He's going out there and doing it, man. And more power to him. And I even, you know, asked one of the SIDs. I'm like, hey, like, is this is this cool? And she's like, no. I mean, he knows he has a stuttering problem. He's working on it, and he's getting excited. He's coming out here, and he's 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 practicing, man. He loves this stuff. And I'm like, you know what? Like, that's that's the mindset you should. Have. You should be preparing people and not just like, oh, we've got to protect these players from the big bad media. No, like that's not, it's like nobody's going to sit there and protect you at the pro ranks. And then if you don't get out there and don't talk and you don't know how to act in front of media, you're only going to shoot yourself in the foot. Yeah, I I don't, I mean, suspending a reporter is just dumb. There's no way around it. I love all the Oklahoma media members that are like, hey guys, that's Lincoln Riley. Enjoy him. Uh, That just seems to be his attitude on things. Um, censoring banning play by my rules or else you don't get your toys you don't get a dessert uh it's embarrassing i mean it really is there's no other around it and Roush, i'll just add this to it like i, I don't I, I think the way uk media relations handles their stuff is a joke I, I do i just think it's a joke um i know like complaining and whining about it is not the way not to go about it right which is yeah. why I, I don't that's why i don't spend a ton of time on it but right uh, we had calipari on the show one time and that was set up through beisner we went around uk to do that and he was very accommodating and nice and 
Cal seemed happy to talk to us. And I bet if we, if I bet if I had John Calipari here and I asked, hey, how many times has UKSIDs come up to you and ask if you would do an interview with us? I bet he would say a zilch, zero, none, nada, not a one time. So basically, like we email UK frequently for interview requests, this, that, or the other. And we all, we always get turned down. I mean, we almost exclusively get turned down. Why? I don't know. The most recent email I received from UK is they told me I should start going to more press conferences and maybe I'd start getting more interviews. Um, I mean, and so, there, so there's like an yeah, arbitrary I, that, set of rules that they yeah, no. make I mean, or that's, don't which, make. That, that, I mean, like Jack goes to everyone, but like, I mean, he doesn't get green lights for a lot of stuff. Like, you know, no, it, yeah, it, it's yeah. complete BS it's, excuse making. And I'll yeah. say this, Roush, because I do think they're better on the football side of things. You deal with them all the time. We've never had Stoops on the show, and it's not for a lack of asking. Like, we've asked a lot for Stoops. We've been told that Stoops is going to come on, um, and, he, and it's never happened either. So uh, I, yeah, I think all yeah. together, you know, a lot of universities, media relations departments are bad at their jobs and borderline discriminatory uh, on when they grant access and don't grant access. Uh, and I, I wonder, too, if there's like a lawsuit to be had about some of that stuff, about who they decide who can have interviews and not have interviews. Um, but all that to say, you don't suspend reporters. At least UK yeah, hasn't yeah. done that as far as well, I'm concerned. I've got my frustrations with them, no doubt. But at least they're not suspending people. Yeah, and uh, the the part I mentioned about Cutler, like it, it was a different time. Um, and, you know, players stayed longer. But the ability to have candid conversations off the record makes the on the record conversations more enlightening, more insightful. And so like this isn't just like us being hacks that are whiny because oh, come on our show. It's like, no, 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 no. Like we want to not have canned answers when we t- like talk about things. We want you, the people, to know them better. So like if you're they're more if they're more comfortable, because here's the thing, TJ, I'm still like I talk into a microphone and a camera all the time but I'm usually the one asking questions. I still get a little weirded out when people ask me questions because I'm not as well versed in it. Like I'm not as, uh, you know, it's just, it's not my normal cup of tea. Um, so like uh, th- that, that's, that's my bigger point is like, if you give these guys more practice, if you give these guys more time around and you realize that like, Oh, like they're just kind of normal people too. Cause that's what, that's what happens when they get to the next level is they realize like, Oh, like this TV reporter, like this is just their job. Um, exactly. Like the, Not the, like everything's a gotcha moment or anything like that. Right, it's, right. Like that. Like this reporter wasn't trying to gotcha mm-hmm. get you on. Um, and you know what? Sometimes if you do get God and get you, then it's a learning experience for those folks. Like you mm-hmm. know, and and the answer isn't just to ban media because that way nothing's ever going to come out. Uh, it may make reporters work harder to even dig to find what you're hiding. If you're, if, you know, I think transparency goes a long way with a lot of things and sports media is no differently, but people don't care about our whining and complaining about yeah. this stuff. Let's get back what to what they the- care about is snapping. Uh, John says, good morning. Wow. When I watch NFL, it seems like through two games, the defenses are playing better than most offices could be that this early. And so teams that are offense trying to find themselves. What do you all think? Uh, yeah, um, that's where I'm at, John. Like this is just early. Early NFL season, sloppy play offensively. Defense is going to take advantage of it. Not mad about it with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that'll probably switch at, at some point, John, where like offenses are going to start clicking a little bit more and you're going to see more overs hitting in games. Uh, and then, you know, this can happen to offense too, but defenses will wear down, break down, people will get hurt. 
teams will realize their seasons are kind of sunk, and you'll see more scoring as the season progresses. Uh, Roush, we did skip one. Is forgetting Sarah Marshall canceled now? Get him oh, to the Greek. Yeah, I didn't read the details, but um, forgetting Sarah Marshall came out 16 years ago or 15 years ago. So I'm very like, gosh, punch in the gut right there. YouTube, one of my favorite movies. YouTube has demonetized Russell Brand's page. He's been accused of sexual assault. I don't think rape, but maybe. Um, definitely sexual assault. He's been accused Wait, of. Russell Brand's a creep. But no. you know the interesting thing is, he was so like he was so wacky and kooky and celebrated for so long during the stint of him being in movies and famous. But then he starts to politically speak out, and wouldn't you know it? Now these allegations come out just just oh. months after he starts being like a. Ooh, TJ's got a simple hat on. Wow. Oh, that's so weird that that happens. You know, people <laughs> ten years ago, while he's being celebrated for being that weird kind of sex deviant, and then now it's he's getting canceled. Um, and it's funny, YouTube allows Usher to to profit off his YouTube page, who's he's actually convicted. Usher of sexual is? assault, but Russell Brand, or am I thinking yeah. of R. Kelly? Excuse me, R. Kelly. Apologies yeah. to Usher. Usher's yeah, the yeah. I was gonna say like, oh man, not Usher. Uh, oh, R. God. Kelly's in jail. Yeah, right? but he he still makes money off his YouTube page, which is interesting, um, despite being a convicted a convicted creep. I, I I'm just I, I really get frustrated by this stuff. There's like a playbook of how some of this stuff works to cancel people. And Roush, I, I, you know, the more I read about the Mel Tucker stuff, I still think that he made some horrible judgments, but the facts of this stuff are fascinating. Um, you know, on the, Oh whole, God, I, I, I read some, I read his statement yesterday and I was like, man, this covering Michigan state would be worse than covering yep. U of L during the Patino scandal. Cause it's all by like a million. by a million. Oh, it's because it's all like really sticky. He said, she said, and it's all sexual. Like, it's just like, oh, God, that would be like, I, I, you imagine oh, after like the nightmare. Larry Nassar stuff at Michigan State, if you were on the beat there, you'd probably be like, all can't right. get any worse than this. Like, that was disgusting. That was horrible. But it's in the past and we don't have to deal with any of this stuff. And then you have like three more different creepy, terrible scandals. Um, the Mel Tucker stuff, he cheated on his wife. You don't do that. It's, it's bad decisions. It's, uh, you know, does that mean you throw away the whole person because of that? I don't know. If you Do you want to root for him as your head coach? I don't know. If they've got a morality clause in their contract, well, boom, maybe they got him right then and there on that. But on the alleged phone sex call, Roush, it went 36 minutes, and they had like 36 conversations, phone calls after that. She wished him a happy Father's Day via text message. The average time of their like 50 phone calls was 36 minutes on the phone. That was the average time. Like, I don't, I can't remember the last time I had a phone conversation over 30 minutes. Sometimes Dugan and I will go a little long on phone calls, but like when my wife yeah. and I were dating and like getting to know each other and I lived in Lexington and she lived in Louisville, we would talk on the phone a lot, but who is having an average of 36 minute phone calls over the course of like 40 or 50 phone calls? So that's, that's, I, I think that's I think wild. maybe we were quick to just like say Mel Tucker is definitely guilty. I mean, he's guilty of cheating on his wife. And if that's enough for you, then that's enough for you, I suppose. But I do think there's more to this story. I'm not going to probably get into it a great deal because I don't care about Michigan State. Um, but I do. It, it is maybe people are moving a little too quickly with all this. Um, I don't know. You know, 
it's it's a it's a it's a really gross situation. And you're right to say I'm happy that we don't have to follow it. Yeah, yeah. Um, back to the Thornton's text line, fellas. I think the board there's a boring explanation for pointless field goal in the Rams game. Total points scored is the tenth playoff tiebreaker. But let's be real, somebody in the organization had money on that game. Wow, yeah. I did not know that. Thank you, Texter. That's the tenth tiebreaker. <laughs> Imagine it going to that. Oh man, that would be very funny. But I you're, I, I think that they wanted to cover the spread. Do I think that it was because like people on the sidelines were betting for it? I don't know necessarily, but um, interesting. Want, there you go. Wanted to they, cover. They were just go, they were looking out for their tiebreakers. So front desk work for Scoots, and then he complains about walking around too much. <laughs> so yes, I had to work six hours of desk shift, and then I had to do two and a half, three hours of inspections. After I made the conscious decision yesterday, I'm not talking about the hotel anymore because everybody just thinks I'm a big baby. Nobody cares if I think it's hard because nobody else thinks it's hard. So if there's a funny story, I will share it. But other than that, I'm not talking about work anymore. Oh no! Uh, yeah, don't, don't see? talk about work anymore. No, nobody's gonna be mad. Exactly. Um, she was grinding on Charleston White. Not sure what that's referring to, but who's who were we talking about grinding? Um, I know there's a Charleston girl. That's a great Tower Childers song that has. I my favorite line ever, but I don't know if I should say it on here. So. Yeah, then that's probably your answer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another texture says, TJ's Twitter is impossible to find. You have to look at Big X and find it that way. Uh, yeah, it's it's not it's not ideal. Uh, all right, here's a fun one. TJ is a college football player. It always amused me when fans that haven't played sports since fifth grade had the utmost confidence in their made-up abilities. I know you're trolling, but there's no chance you're short out of shape, a little chubby butt is running out there and doing anything positive on a football field. Congrats on the confidence, though. You're Again, you're <laughs> right. Like Centers and offensive linemen, they're the most peak physical shape of their entire lives. They're all totally built. Uh, you definitely can't have a little chub on you to, well, probably a bad use of word. You can't yeah, have a, a little gut on choice. you to play yeah. the game of football. That's one thing that's been proven over the course of a, of a century. you got to be totally, I'm totally fit. I'm going to be fascinated to see, like, Fortner's going to lose, like, 65 pounds a month after he quits playing football. He's going to, he's going to be one of those, and it's going to – Yeah, it always seems like basketball hurt. players get bigger and football players get smaller. Yeah, not always the case, but it definitely is uh, quite a bit. Um, uh, they showed the replay after the commercial break. I did they? I think they did. I don't know. I don't think they did. Because I, I was watching they, after they the did, commercial break. I missed the initial injury, and I was, like, trying to find a replay. Um, yeah, I don't remember them doing it, but I could have also just missed it. Uh, regardless, though, I don't blame them for making the decision that they did. It was pretty gross. Pretty, pretty gross. Nick, get a new job if you want to complain about a nine game. Get a nine to five and quit crying. A night game, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, which, it's it's funny that that came out because Peak is uh, putting out a video today, I think. Of It's like a day, like, when people ask, what do I do during games? Like, he made a video of what we do. Um, it's, and it's, that cannot be that entertaining of a video. No offense. It's pretty uh, – he does a good job editing it. Because, yeah, you're right. Like, some of it's just us typing. But you like, all just sit there and watch the game for the most part. Or you go make your, like, fifth lap around the food line, you know, just to <laughs> shake your legs out. Uh, but it, it's like – it's seeing the timestamps of, like, one to three, like, you're like, okay, yeah, people could suck it. Um, and that's not even showing the like 
blogging in the morning and then like sprinting to get out the door. Which, you guys don't even know how tough Roush has it, folks. It's, it's oh man, I really, really don't, really don't. But also, like, if you if you had the choice to like, like text her, like, let's say you had the choice to get off at three p.m. on a Friday or get off at midnight on a Friday, like, yeah. which one are you choosing? Like, you all can't pretty... blame media members for wanting to have their nights available. Come on, yeah, and yeah. and and they don't blame you all for wanting night games either. Like, yeah, exactly. Everybody... I don't either. It would be awesome to go to a night game. Every, everybody gets it. Everybody's looking out for for themselves in this crazy world of ours. Have you all heard about the scandals going on at Raceland High School? Basically, allegations. Groom kids and teachers and superintendent's wife is sleeping with kids and sending photos. One parent's claiming they're trying to silence the kids now. Here's an article from the Daily Independent reported about the meeting they had with the parents. Um, I did read this after this texter sent this all in. What a wild and disgusting situation going on yeah, there. But, uh, you know, you can look it up yourself if you're interested in learning more about yeah, it. We're not going to go through the, the nasty details of it all here on the radio show. But thanks for sending it along. Yeah, that's just like, hey, um, adults, you're be adults. Like there's bad adults out there. There just sadly are. Um, mm. Yeah. A texter says, TJ, if you've not tried Sprite Zero, it's very good. Also great to mix with some cheap bourbon. Oh, yeah, was, I should um, give it a shot. I should try it just to see. Um, we gave uh, intern Jacob that uh, and that's that suggestion, and that's now his uh, go-to uh, mixed well is uh, Sprite and bourbon. As long as he doesn't make us do any early time shots anymore. God, that was whew. not sure if it's whew. been discussed on here, but hard to see how we have a successful basketball season without a top twenty front court or back court. Will be tough. No, I think they said we had the seventeenth best front court. Backcourt not ranked. I thought they they did rank UK's front court. No, am I making Hilar- that up? Hilarious that they would rank the front court, not the backcourt. But court. the Albanacs out today, folks. You can get eight hundred million words for only nineteen dollars, and you can get that type of analysis that UK's backcourt that features one of the leading returning scorers in the SEC, one potential top ten draft pick at point guard, another potential first rounder at point guard. And then Justin Edwards, if you want to throw him in the backcourt, is a number one draft pick candidate as well. But just know that back there, there are 20 backcourts better than that group, folks. At least 20. At least 20 better than that group. Um, I would highly recommend not wasting your money on such filth. Texter says, TJ tweeted, one too many conspiracy theories, I guess. It must have been it. But I thought I thought Elon Musk was I thought he was going to clean all this stuff up. I thought it was going to be conspiracy city on Twitter now or X or whatever you call it. And here I am just being silenced for tweeting out Trevor's ACT. Did you all see the Elon Musk and Ice Cube thing? No. Tell me about it. So Elon tweeted out a picture of Ice Cube and he was like, remember Ice Cube? This is him now. And it was just a glass of water. And Ice Cube, I guess, took offense to it, and he was like, remember Twitter? And he put up the Twitter, old Twitter bird, and he was like, this is it now, and it was a dumpster that was on fire. Oh, man. <laughs> that's, not that, that's, not that good. that's not that good. It was pretty funny. I don't think Elon Musk was trying to be mean by no, just no, no, no. Ice Cube joke. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Elon was just trying to be funny, but Ice Cube <laughs> took offense to it and <laughs> yeah, hit him I with mean, a dumpster fire joke. You get a good old dumpster oh, fire man. joke always always hits the soul. Uh, should we take well, a I mean, break, Roush? The thing is, I, TJ, I just saw Rob Doster tweet eight hundred thousand words. <laughs> what? I, I, I said eight. I said eight hundred million. I think. Oh, uh, you. I mean, you were close. Who the hell needs eight hundred thousand words? I didn't know Cal Tucker was working on the almanac. 
I mean, uh, they need people to do it. He's got plenty of free time. Uh, he's at, two he things a week did. at the I, athletic. I was just making a, a, a boom roasting. Oh, a wordy, a wordy joke. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. That was a good joke too. Yeah, yeah. we're going to roasting Kyle today. Putting him on blast. If Kyle worked on the almanac, I'm sure it'd have a little bit more sense to it. It would be my guess. <laughs> equally as You're long, right. equally as long, but it'd have yeah. a little bit more sense to it. Um, yeah. And of course, we are talking about the Kyle Tucker. That is the baseball player for, for the Houston the, Astros. Is he on the Astros right? still? Yeah. He was there for a while, yeah. People yeah, forget the MLB is. playoffs coming up here soon, Scoots. Yeah, nine nine games left for the Reds. So we are one game out of the wild card spot. So going to need to win probably six of the nine. It's going to come down to the wire. Yep. All right, we need to take our last break. We'll come back, finish up the Thornton's text line. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, and Justin Day. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. One final segment on your Wednesday, halfway through the week. And before you know it, it's going to be another Catterday as UK starts SEC play on Saturday against Vanderbilt down in Nashville. Noon start, 11 local time. If you're going to be making the trip, probably not going to be the largest UK crowd they've ever had in Nashville due to the stadium renovations and all that stuff. I don't think the time really helped people as well. Although, if I were traveling to Nashville, I'd rather be an early game. And then just go the night before, yep. have all your fun, and then wake up, go to the game, head on back afterwards, get back to your own bed. Or make a weekend out of it. I don't care. But I'm sure there's going to be plenty of UK fans down there. It's going to be fun to see. We'll talk more about that game tomorrow and Friday. We've got the Thornton's text line to get to, but if anybody's got any quick hitters before, now's the time. Um, I just learned that this season of Survivor, every episode is going to be 90 minutes long. Don't like that. What? I thought that was an amazing race. Is it, is it Bofa? That's what, um, according to our pal Richmond Bram- Bramblet, 90 minutes an episode. Oh, that's I fantastic. Just... Oh, no. How too... could you hate that? It's too long. Oh, like, I disagree. That's... It's cutting into my wind down time. Because here's the thing. you got to... <laughs> Uh, you can't start it at what it was to start at eight. Like you can't start watching at eight. You got to start at like eight thirty to get through the commercials. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but then you're you go, still finishing around nine thirty. I know that's what I'm. Not too bad. Me later. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I knew that about Survivor. I knew Amazing Race was doing that, and honestly, I was happy about it. I had a similar sentiment that Scoots has for Amazing Race because sometimes an hour, it's just like. The the makeup. I don't think it's a bad thing either of these shows are doing that because the makeup of the show, like the recipe, the blueprint of how they make it, sometimes it can just get a little stagnant. But if you have a ninety minute episode and you have like a tribal council, and then you get to see the back at the camp morning, you know that'll be fun. They're still probably going to try to like stagger it yeah. where you know it ends at certain points. But I'm I'm willing to give it a shot. I'll, I I'm, just. I wish they would just go back to 40 days. I like seeing people lose Same. their minds. Yeah, I, I like, like the 39-day one, too. I agree yeah. with that. 
You want to see so people I, lose their minds. Big Brother. I mean, that is like a mental, we're just going to drive you crazy and let's see who can can keep with it the longest. Um, it's been a good season of Big Brother. I was kind of on the verge of quitting like the show for good, but this season has fired back in a big way. It's been very entertaining. Sari from Survivor is on this season with her son, but nobody knows that it's her son. Um, <laughs> that's been really, really fun. It's been her son is an idiot, just like a huge, like doesn't is one of the worst game players I've ever seen in any reality TV show. Yet his mom is like one of the best. So it's made for it's made for a lot of fun. Looks like they're bringing uh, bringing Bruce back, the guy who got a concussion too. Yeah, like oh, nice. the first episode. Last yeah, they said That's they nice. were going to do that. Does, so does that start next Wednesday? Yep, one okay. week from today. Love it. Exciting. Roush, I always thought we would do a really good job at Amazing Race together. I think we we could. My biggest issue is I just don't know the show very well. Um, but like, you're good at puzzles, right? Like that that's my one area of slacking. Like I'm not. I'm like. Uh, if you watch New Girl, I'm like Winston Bishop when it comes to puzzles. Like it just, it's not, it just doesn't, doesn't work very well up there. Well, let's get Stephen Peake to make an audition video for us, and then boom, we'll go win a million dollars or half a million or whatever they give out for for Amazing and, Race, and then we'll get okay. to go see the we'll get to go see the world together. Yeah, that'd be fun. And yeah, I wouldn't, would ha- and I wouldn't have to wake up early for the time y'all are gone. Scoots, Everybody we know wins. that this is all you just want to get out of doing work. <laughs> we, Everybody we, we know wins. that's abundantly clear. Well, Scoots, maybe someday you'll win the lottery and not have to worry about oh, well. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. We are gonna win the Powerball eventually. Or the Mega Millions. People forget Scoots mom's wor- she works with the, the the lottery. So again, kind of red flags about how Scoots won the lottery when his mom was working there, first and foremost. But secondly, mm. do it again, uh, this time with all of us. I won the Florida lottery. She works for the Hoosier lottery, which, by the way, I have to, I've to. i been getting their mail every day this week, and she's just been getting all kinds of stuff from the lottery. It's taken everything in me to not pop one of those bad boys open and see what these, I assume, are new tickets. But, yeah, I, I have not yeah, opened well, it yet. I really want to open this pink one that she's gotten from the lottery department. I wonder what this one could be about. <laughs> Dugan win the lottery Dugan. last night for us? Gosh, please, Dugan, win the lottery for us. Just come on. Wait, Dugan. no, that's the it's for tonight though. Okay. Well, okay. Dugan, pick the right numbers this time. Like, come on. We don't ask too much of you. We don't need internet at the studio. We don't need <laughs> light bulbs. We just need to win the lottery. That's all. Yeah, the person who does get the winning ticket, though, when we do win, you're really going to be a hero. So who wants that responsibility? You know, Who wants to play the hero? I think Dugan would play it pretty well. So go ahead and get those numbers right, for the love of God. We should. I would still do radio, by the way, if we won the lottery. Why wouldn't I? We what should, else am I going to do? We should put odds on who gets the winning ticket. That'd be fun. You get an extra, like, you really should probably get, like, an additional 20 mil if you're the one who got the ticket. <laughs> like I mean, that's gonna Scoot, make a difference. Tapping out at seven mil, absolutely. So we're, yeah, we're already getting more than you think. Uh, and you know the best part about it is Rutherford's not gonna. He's just gonna have to watch from the sideline. <laughs> oh man, Trevor's gonna pull up to the studio in a Maserati and just be like, "Oh hey, Mike, how we doing, buddy?" Mike's in his minivan, crying kids in the back seat. <laughs> he's he's basically Craig Robinson. He's Daryl when the warehouse wins the lottery. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, Texter on the Thornton's text line says 502-414-1450. Uh, TJ tweeted one too many conspiracy theories, I guess. Yeah. Uh, 
Here, oh, love love these texts. We, we're about to get all the snap texts. Yes. Yes. Um, you can't preface it with saying just snapping when it's not just their job. They are running the O-line, worrying about the guy in front of them and thinking about which blitz pickup to get. You're in your mid-30s and say, I'm also athletic, so that helps. Like, dude, all you do is walk on the green after a missed golf shot and hop on the Pelotron. Let's be real. These are SEC athletes. Oh, man. TJ's <laughs> insanely egotistical. If you could snap it perfectly every time, why didn't you go to Kentucky? I did go to Kentucky. Why didn't you send all <laughs> snaps to touchback Tim Mass Day if it's so easy? That's like saying if I practice cornhole every day, I would simply just toss it in the hole every time. Literally take a step back and listen to what you're saying. First off, if I did practice cornhole every day, I wouldn't make every one. But one thing I can promise you, if I practice cornhole every day, if I was a college scholarship to play cornhole, if I didn't land my bag on the board, I would be disappointed about that. That would be unusual. I would guarantee you that I would get probably 95, if not 98% of my cornhole bags on the board. I think you're not understanding like the idea of practicing something day in and day out, nonstop, and how people can learn things, like do things. Um, snapping a football is not impossible. We're having fun with all these things, and I definitely love when people got riled up about it all. But, like, snapping a football is not hard. It's not hard for anybody. It shouldn't be hard for anybody. That's why you don't see a ton of mistakes with snapping the yeah. football. That's why you notice them when they do. It's because it's not something that is usual. And I am a great cornhole player, mainly because of my athleticism, and I would be a great football snapper, again, mainly because I'm a freak athlete. <clears throat> Texter says... Billy Gillespie and Alex Legion's girlfriend was a big power couple. Is there yeah. that going here? Uh-huh. Uh, TJ, nobody can do something perfect every time. You know that. I'm not arguing because I feel mean, but, like, come on, man. LeBron James has been practicing playing basketball at the highest level for 30-plus years, and he doesn't make every layup. Come on, man. No, TJ would make every layup. I wouldn't. Yeah, I'm pretty good at layups. And also, I don't know if you saw the Instagram video, but I did six snaps yesterday and didn't mess up one. So, perfect yeah. every time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by the way, they sent in a video. Jason Kelsey's the best center in professional football, and I can assure you he will tell you he's messed up a couple snaps in a game. Really not that big of a deal to say you'd mess up. Nobody's perfect. You're trying to make um, it sound so little and so small, even if you would still mess up at least once. It's literally probabilistic. Whatever. Um, and then they sent in a video of Jason Kelsey messing up a snap. But really, the video they sent in, first off, from 2017, so you're really having to dig. And secondly, it hit the quarterback in the hands. It was high, but it hit the quarterback in the hands. The quarterback should, should have definitely it. 100% have gotten that ball. Um, I don't want to end on a bad note because I do respect your opinion. I do love your show, and I have for the past three years. Have a great rest of your day and enjoy the beautiful weather with your family and pup. I'll try not to get so angry. Peace and roll call. This is a nice texture. Texture, we're just kind of having fun with all this stuff. I do think with practice. <laughs> wait, 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 no, this is a joke? No. We're, we, you know, I don't mean to get you so riled up about it all. We are just kind of having fun. But you are, a, he's a regular texter, this person is. He's been texting in almost regularly since the pandemic. We appreciate you. We're having fun with all this stuff. A texter, but I could do it. Sorry, who are we forcing the ball to so they don't leave in free agency? Barion? I think it was Dane Key, right? All of them. <laughs> I did see Dane Key's mom tweeting some stuff out. That's always like not the thing, not the sentence you want to say. Yeah, I mean, but they're if you follow them, they're always tweeting stuff out. It's what has like Ryan Lemon said about attention. Dane's struggle so far? Anything? Uh, if there's anybody that can get it right, it's him. Which I'm like, you know, I'm 
pretty confident in that as well. And we've also seen Dane be good. Like, it's well, not he's like that as much on the show today. Like we haven't seen the best of him yet in UK Jersey, and it's going to be right. fun when we see it. He'll be all yeah. right. Yeah, exactly. I'm there too. Um, no shot. U of L wins 14 games this season. Did Trevor legitimately try on the ACT, or did he just guess on every problem? Um, the math section, he ended up guessing on almost everyone because he just didn't know what was happening. But I think, like, I think he did legitimately try. TJ. He did have a statement yesterday. He was like, "Yeah, with the math stuff. Did you all see my calculator, Trevor? I just think even with like a TI, you're probably not." gonna know how to calculators were kind of hard to use even you know even if you had them a lot of people would like program the equation blueprints there and then you know sometimes they check to make sure you didn't have that stuff in there but i don't think the calculator was your issue on the math problem trevor even though it was a very cute and adorable calculator it had his name on it it was a third grade calculator Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. I apologize for my rant about the game yesterday. My childhood dog died earlier in the oh, day, and I man. was just in a really bad place mentally. Can you guys explain to me what the pavilion is and how hard it is to find the orange lot? The orange lot, you can't miss it. It's like the easiest one to get to. Um, I can give you specific directions, Brad, if you uh, reach out in the DMs. Uh, very, very easy and uh, not too far from the stadium. And then the pavilion, it's just like the enormous bar area downtown. And uh, I did confirm with another fellow old man that I went to school with, ran into at a tailgate. Because I was like, well, where do people go to the bars anymore? And he's like, I'm too, I don't go to bars anymore. But he's like, but I do like Centro. I don't know what it is. Centro, just a good, good hang, especially if it's a nice outdoor day uh, right in the middle of the pavilion. And if you want to feel young again, too, you can – I hope they still have the beast on tab at uh, – they, uh, what's it? A wildcat? Wild, they still, wild, well, they have wildcat beer, the dollar mystery beer. Yeah, which is it's the beast most of the time. I think. Yeah, but don't tell. Don't tell. Oh, don't tell. wildcat mystery beer. They did when we went to that bachelor party like two years ago. We got in there at like eight, and there was just us, and we were like, we <laughs> "Yeah, that's wild, great." We get some wildcat beers. That place when it's not super crowded, and you're a 21 year old that's just pretty drunk. Uh, kind of gross looking at it but we had a lot of fun there the orange lot is on the other side of university away yeah. from the stadium it's so the you... biggest lot i think they have that or the red yeah. lot probably um but i think the orange is bigger it's on the other side of university yeah. and then so, it's in between yeah. university and alumni and farm road and you so you'll find Just take it take a right when you're coming up from uh cooper drive and it's right there yep big very very large lot um Sounds like we absolutely got cheated with the Croatian sensation. Bravo, UK admissions. Bravo. Um, so, I think, I don't know. They said it so. It sounds like we are the absolute cheated. Um, I don't know which they're referring to. Yeah, I don't know to. if that's like a slang term or not, but Jack Pilgrim had a positive update on that whole thing, right? Yeah, and and I usually am dismissive in these instances, like knowing where Jack got his information. Like, this is, this is good intel. This is very good intel. And I'm not, so, I'm not throwing Jack into this, but it was hilarious just how wrong everybody's been on this whole thing, just the timelines of it all, which I'm not blaming them. I've been wrong in my fair share of recruiting information for sure. But like what that says is that UK didn't even know. So like the people that were telling people yeah. at UK, they were wrong. Like they they were wrong, which just does go to show how wild this whole situation is. But I like Roush's confidence and Jack's information that probably should be good news for the Croatian sensation, which is good news for UK basketball, which is good news for us, which everything comes back to number one. 
Oof, can you imagine the knee pain if you snap the ball in the center position for 12 straight hours? Just put me out of my misery at that <laughs> Seriously. Oh, man. The lower back? Whew. Yeah, that would be terrible. Oh, TJ, which man. would be easier, snap 1,000 good balls in a row or kick a 35-yard field goal to beat Alabama while time expires? You have a week to prepare your kick. Yeah, Ooh. but here's the here's the thing, though. Is, like, is the 1,000 balls in a row in a game? Or is it just is like it, I'm sitting there at the UK football facility right. and it's like, hey, here's a thousand balls. Like, We're gonna put this guy behind you. Don't mess one up. It's it's easier without the full stadium in it, like any of these tasks. Um, I'm like, not I could, messing up a, a snap, so I'm definitely doing that easily. But if you give me a week to prepare for a kick, I'm not a good kicker for what it's worth. But if you give me yeah. a week and like let's put money on it, so it's like, hey, TJ, you do this. You're helping yourself and your family. I don't know. I have a hard time thinking I can't learn how to kick a 35-yarder. Now, against we, Alabama, like in a full stadium and them trying to block it, I, w- I would go 1,000 snap footballs. Right, right. Yeah, I, w- I would as well. But, like, if we just wanted to do a fun field goal kickoff, like, that could be fun. I just I, – I recently – it was the Children's Museum had a field goal set up, and, like, I went one of three, but it was mostly just because I hadn't practiced. Like, if, if you give me just a little time to – to get the uh, motion down to not snap hook it like I do on my drives. Like, kicking a football 35 yards is not very hard. Um, there's a two that I – well, one that we're just going to pass. One that I think is kind of interesting, and we'll spend more time on it tomorrow. Uh, that being said, we're going to skip. Davis has been very pleasant Add He has a burst that I didn't know he had. As Leary continues to stretch the field, Davis will be even more lethal. Despite the mistakes, the upside on the offense is very high. Totally agree with everything about that text. Yeah, he uh, he leads the SEC in receiving yards among running backs. Um, he's on pace to like match all of the season total highs in receiving yards by UK running backs in school history. Um, I mean, he's yeah, like he's awesome. he's yeah, it, to the point where it's like, why even take him out? He's good at pass blocking too. He has bad PFF pass blocking grades, but I I think they're just missing some stuff. Like maybe he missed one and it's hurting him, but I I think he's been great. Lauren Bobert is a 36-year-old grandmother of 18-year-old son's child. Steve, yeah, people forget that. That's a wild story in its own right. 36-year-old uh, grandmother? But, you know, people have kids. It happens. Um, you know, but, yeah, just... that's wild to think. That'd be like me being a grandparent in four years. Oh, my gosh. I mean, impossible, but that would just be a wild concept. John here, yeah. good morning. It's Wednesday for me, and that's Trash Day. It's my Trash Day, too. Tell me, when you have to get Same the trash here. out and ready, are you the type of person that likes to take the trash can down the night before, or do you get up a little early before and take it down in the morning? I'm a morning guy myself. Got to go catch you later. John, no comment on you owing me 20 smackers? Hmm, that's, that's wow. Wow. Secondly, secondly uh, I'm a night before guy. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, the trash can people come before the show starts. So, Same like, with ours. Yeah. Got to yeah, be yeah. a night it's, guy. Got to be. All right, everybody have a great Wednesday. Thanks for all the texts in the show. This was a wild show. Don't take our opinions too seriously. This is KRC on the Big X. TJ Walker, Nick, unless it's about snapping a football. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Galen. We'll see you on Thursday.